time. It's time. So get your popcorn ready. It will be political. Political. It will be biblical. Biblical. We must stay vigilant. We must remain watchful. So sit back and put your feet up because you're about to learn to discern the truth. Welcome to the Watchmen. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Watchmen Podcast. My name is Casey, so good to be back with you guys today. Today is March 14th, 2023. I have a great guest back on today, Miss Jessie Zaboder. Um, before we get started, I just want to mention again, like, please like and subscribe and share all the videos uh, that we have here on this channel. Uh, it really helps with the algorithm, and it helps get the message out there. And like I've said from day one, the reason I have Jessie on here is because I believe what she says and I believe that people need to hear the truth, and I want the truth to get out there, and uh, no other intention other than that, um, but just to no let you know where you, where you can find me and or Jesse and support her ministry, and personally, um, you can go down to the description box below. That will all be down there um, once this video is posted to my Rumble channel, and you can also find out um, information on if you'd like to um, give or subscribe to anything in the Watchmen podcast as well in that same area. Um, today we're doing a q and I asked people if they wanted to if they wanted to send in questions. I got an overwhelming amount of questions. Unfortunately, a lot of the questions are things that we've mentioned in our previous shows and Jesse's mentioned on some previous shows. I'm going to be graceful in some ways and ask a couple of questions that were mentioned previously. Um, but please, I re highly recommend you just go back and find and listen and watch. Jesse has so many archive videos from Right on Radio, from David Zubleck, from The Reveal Report. Carmen Smith Studer. Um, it goes on and on, the list goes on and on and also on my show. And so, uh, you know, go out there, find those shows and uh, rewatch them. I mean, because sometimes you forget things that she said, or, you know, you're at a different place mentally, you know, where maybe your understanding of what's been going on is, is different. And because that happens to me all the time. And I go back and listen to things and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that was said then. And it made more sense to me at the time. But before we get into the Q and A's, Jesse, I want you to go ahead and plug some of your upcoming shows that you have and uh, thank you again for being back with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I encourage people to, um, we have a lot of video archives on my website, kingdomlivingwithjesse.com. And you can go to the conversations tab and that will have a lot of video shorts from the different shows that I've done. And uh, we'll also take you to the full video. So I encourage you to access um, that resource. Um, so about my new shows, I want to, you know, just encourage people. We have the several of our tours coming up, both George and I. Um, I'm going to be in Tampa uh, March 24th through the 26th for uh, the next uh, course that I'm releasing. This is a great opportunity. It's a live filming that you get to be a part of as I'm uh, filming the course to put on my website. Uh, we always do special things. It starts Friday night and uh, ends uh, early Sunday morning. So uh, I encourage you to come out, join us for that. You can purchase tickets for that on kingdomlivingwithjesse.com. And then save the date because the beginning, one of the first two weeks um, in May, George and I will be doing the Glory to God tour. We are gonna have a special guest that you do not want to miss. Um, so I encourage you, you know, keep your ears open for that one. And then uh, May 18th through the 20th, I'll be in the Austin, Texas area. Um, that's going to be um, a great experience as well. Uh, that um, retreat seminar is going to be focused more on healing. And, um, you know, the th resources, the things that the Lord's given us and how the Lord ministers to us. Uh, so it's going to be set up as a, you know, time where we walk through um, the healing process and journey together. So I encourage people to stay tuned for those things and lots of exciting stuff happening this year. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. And I highly recommend I've been, I said this a hundred times, but I've been to uh, her shows before and it's, it's so well worth it. It's so refreshing, not only just to hear Jesse or George in person, but it's also nice to be around people that are like-minded and that will have many stories similar to you that when you tried to tell somebody else about Jesse or any truths that are going on and they get squashed or told they're crazy. So uh, it's, it's a yeah. time, at least you get a couple of days to be around people that are like-minded and that are researching truths just like you are. And also I just want to say too, I want to recommend everybody 
please give to Jesse. She's the real deal. You know, I saw somebody said that she doesn't have a 501c3. How could she be a ministry? Well, let me just squash that because a 501c3 was created in order for the government to control. I know because I have my parents were pastors for 40 years, but it's enabled to control what they say from the pulpit, because if you then at that point say anything politically, they can strip it from you. And if you're giving only to get back from the government uh, or no, you know, to be able to get a tax write off, you're giving in the wrong way in the first place. So I just wanted to say that because I keep getting I keep seeing that again and again. And it's not true. So Jesse, before yeah, we get and we the- have ours, you know, the way we set it up. Um, all the donations go to um, the champions, the survivors, and the veterans that we support. Um, our ministry, our goal has always been focused on those who are whistleblowers. Um, you know, we do have other circumstances, but, um, you know, I believe that everybody deserves to have their rent, deserves to have right. bills paid, deserves to have emergency medical money or vehicle repair money. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that we help support these people with. These are individuals who have served our country Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, maybe they're survivors who have come out of deep darkness who, you know, they're going through times of transition. Um, They're being persecuted and uh, they need our help. You know, it takes many people. It takes a community to help a community to survive. So that's right. I totally agree. So before we get into the Q&A part, Jesse, I just would like you to go over a little bit of what's going on when you had a couple of tweets yesterday. Um, Senator Chuck Grassley tweeted out some things about sunshine and I can read them for you. I can look on here and read them for you if you'd like. Yeah, I'll read those. I Chuck's always been one of my favorites. I like Chuck. <laughs> so going back here, let's see. He says the first one was Sunshine Week celebrates the public's right to know what its government is doing. As a watchdog for good government, I put a high priority on strengthening sunshine laws to hold the government accountable to the American people. Transparency brings accountability. Pull back the curtain and let the sunshine in. And then there was a second one that said time and again, sunshine proves to be the best disinfectant. My efforts to investigate and root out alleged sexual misconduct at the Federal Bureau of Prisons plus the FBI were informed by whistleblowers. Whistleblowers are patriots who help hold government accountable and expose wrongdoing. Jesse, give us some intel on that. Yeah, um, I can't speak directly to it, but what I believe is that, um, you know, I've talked about how I've turned in my testimony federally. and. Um, Part of that testimony was about my ritual name, uh, which was Sunshine. So, you know, I do believe that some of this is interconnected with things that, you know, have been put out um, by military that are connected to, um, we'll just say, you know, the movement with the the letter movement, Um, you know, where they've always said, you know, Sunshine is connected to vitamin D. Uh, then they, you know, kind of allude that you have to have C uh, before you have D. And what do we believe the D stands for? D class. So, you know, I think that, you know, I, my only prayer could be that this week, you know, is where they're really um, going to shine some light and transparency on, you know, our government. Um, I believe there's been audits going on behind the scenes. I believe that you know, those who are guilty of crimes that that's been found out. And I think it's time for the D class. Amen for that. It is past time, I say. (laughs) Right. I know many of us wanted it to happen several years back. (laughs) But it'll all happen in God's timing. And that's what I, you know, sometimes I'm reminded of the story of Esther where, you know, it took Haman some time to build the gallows for Mordecai. And during that time, you know, you know, they waited and everybody thought that they were going to hang Mordecai. And then all of a sudden, Haman, you know, it's like the the whole thing goes. They roll the stone up the hill and the stone rolls back, stone rolls back on them. So I believe yeah. the reason it took as long as it did was because they had to dig themselves a deep enough hole for themselves. And and listen, I believe I don't care what everybody got upset about the other day. I put Trump's a man of God on, on Twitter and all the witches and Everybody comes out and starts harassing me about it. I believe he's a man of God because I believe he's stopping child sex trafficking. And I mean, I don't know too many people that are presidents ever that have ever done that, much less anybody else in government. So 
I know right. God's not happy about it. That's why, like, you know, Jesus specifically said it's when he came out of the temple one day, touched the little, he grabbed a kid and said, for you to do something to one of the, to the least of these is, I mean, it's just way you can may as well tie a millstone around your neck and jump into yeah. the lake because I mean, they don't, he, God does not take that lightly in any way. So I just believe no. God that they're going to, this is going to be exposed. And I, and I, mean, I believe, you're right. I mean, he's the only one who's ever made that such an endeavor. You know, mm -hmm. he's put his entire, um, you know, career into that. And, you know, I would say he's the only person who's ever, or won't say the only person, but when I say person, I mean political figure. Um, he's the only one who's really taken the time to listen to survivors, you mm -hmm. know, put the pieces together. And I believe that they have done a whole bunch um, in regards to the abuses and the you know, particularly in the area of satanic ritual. Mm -hmm. He's the only one who's responded to that and, you know, heard that, believed that, and has made an effort to help prevent, you know. So I think we're going to see good things coming real quick here. I do too. And Melania as well with some of the dresses and artwork that was on the dresses that was done from children oh, that yeah. were trafficked. I, you know, just love that lady because, you know, really her heart, her soul is really for women, children, and those who have been victimized and just such beautiful hearts they have. And, you know, they really love, I think that's the, you know, we've, we've never really had a president that loves the people and loves our country mm -hmm. and is willing to, you know, put their own lives, their own, you know, they have been so assaulted. Mm -hmm. uh, they have been victimized. They have been criminalized. <laughs> Um, the lies, the falsehoods that have been said about them. And yet, what have they done? You know, they've everything that they have done has been for the people and for the victims, you know? That's right. That is exactly right. So Jesse, first question that we have here, and I won't use last names, at least I'm going to try to not accidentally say the last name, but this one, first one is from Elizabeth. And it's about in regards to um, nuns in the Catholic church. And it says, Jesse has exposed the Catholic Church quite a bit over the last two years. She has specifically called out priests, in parentheses, men. I would love to hear her speak more to the role of the nuns, the nuns women play. Here is a picture of the Incarnate Wood Sisters, which I don't have it up on the screen, but you cannot tell me this does not look nefarious. The back row, they have their hand placement. Looks like, I've never heard of this, but Luke symbology. Their headpiece looks like an all-seeing eye. I would look, I would dare say some of them look like men. And I can kind of put it there so you can see mm -hmm. the placement of the hands and things. So, Jesse, yeah. what can you say in regards to any of that? Well, I think that, you know, again, as we look at anything within the system, um, you have a mix of, of good and bad at the same time. And so when I talk about it, we're not saying that everybody is bad or evil, uh, but do we have bad and evil mixed into those groups? We definitely do. I personally was not a fan of the women. Um, you know, this system that I grew up in at that point was very matriarchal. I've talked about how, you know, they, they had this guise where you know, you had really the women running things and controlling the men. And now that system has switched over uh, where the control has gone into the hands of, you know, the person who's going to be the Antichrist or is the Antichrist. Um, but before that exchange, you know, you had all of these women who really were there to control, to, you know, ensure that the system kept running uh, to hold the system's assets in compliance, uh, compliance officers, virtue squad, you know, would be a good term for some of these women. Um, really, they were cover-uppers. You know, they were behind some of the grooming and the, um, you know, outright forcing, you know, boys and girls uh, to enter into situations where they were abused and where crimes were committed against them. And then if any of these children attempted to share or tell their story, um, you know, these women would cover it up. Uh, but worse than just covering it up, you know, it wasn't like they just hid what was happening with the priests um, and people, you know, I mean, literally 
they were giving access to people in the local governments or higher up to these children uh, through the churches, through orphanages, um, through different avenues within the community. Um, you know, but worse than the cover up was that, you know, the continued emotional abuse on the children. Uh, one of the circumstances I've brought out, you know, dealt with um, some of the women, uh, some of them behind the scenes were nuns. Um, but these women, you know, a little girl had come forward about the priest raping her. And the comments, I mean, immediately they were stepping in and were saying, you know, how dare you say something about the man of God? You know, um, how dare you come against God's anointed? Uh, the little girl, you know, was then criticized. Uh, my proctor directly said to her, you know, well, the problem is, you know, not anything he did. The problem is that you couldn't keep your knees together. Why couldn't you keep your knees together because you're too fat? But here was a little skinny girl. So, you know, just the emotional abuse that they then would degrade and then punish the kids that came forward. You know, she got thrown into what we call the pit, uh, which usually is a basement. It could be a well, it could be a grave, it could be a closet. Um, at that point, you know, she was thrown into a closet and, uh, you know, was held there for a couple hours until she came out and complied with their narrative. So, you know, these nuns, these women, they're good at creating the narratives and they tell you what it's okay to, to say or claim happened with that story. So we see this over and over and over again, many different places um, where these women were playing an active role in that. And again, not all, you do have the, you know, a few genuine women among them who really love God and just want to serve and are beautiful souls who worship and pray that are mixed in there that even minister uh, to some of the children that were abused. Um, but then you had those who definitely were not peaches, you know, yeah. <laughs> among yeah. them. So. And, and can you mention anything in, in regards to the one of the parts of the question was um that luke symbology what do you what is luke symbology do you know what that is i have not heard that particular term okay uh i'm not sure if maybe they and i would say spelled it l-u-k-e like luke like just like the name luke okay yeah i'm not sure i haven't heard it used with that term before okay um I will say, uh, and I don't have any knowledge like Jesse does, but I'm sure there's many that are men that are, that, are, that are posing to be women because that's gone on in the system for a long time. It's all about yeah. duality. And uh, one question that I have in regards to that same thing. So I think you have talked about this before, but I'm not sure. But do you believe Mother Teresa was a good woman or was she heavily involved in sex trafficking? Do you know? I do not believe she was a good woman. I will let you know that she was, you know, one of two women that was my proctor's favorite. Wow. Uh, highly favored, uh, highly elevated. Um, you know, I believe that she was trafficking children there in India. So. And do you believe as well that there is any relation between her? I mean, a lot, I've seen a lot of pictures that they look very similar and this may just be opinion. I, maybe you don't know, but is there any relation to her and Dr. Fauci? I do believe there is a relationship connection there. So there is a possibility that Dr. Fauci is her son or, or at least so. relative. Yeah, I believe, I believe it is plausible. Okay. So interesting. And that's something for people to think about. And you can do your own research and look into that because there is a lot of evidence that would show and just put their faces side by side for one. <laughs> Second question. Uh, it comes from a woman by the name of LaDonna Kay. And uh, she says, and you, we actually, this is one of the ones that I was telling people, if you go back and watch the show that me and Jesse and I just previously did, I think this might answer your question, but I, maybe they wanted a little bit more in depth, but she says, Jesse, do they use knowledge of ancient astrology as one of the techniques to divine which child has been born with special abilities? Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily 
all connected to astrology. You have a lot of different prophecies. You have a lot of different things that they're gleaning. But yes, in some ways, there is that connection. Um, you know, but it even goes to the point where they will induce premature labors to cause people to be born on certain times or seasons. Um, you know, so, you know, in my situation, that definitely was at play. Um, you know, where my birth happened right smack dab in the grand high climax of, you know, ball worship week. So, you know, they do follow some of those, but it's just a piece. Mm -hmm. It's not like the main thing that they structure everything on. Okay. And I know you mentioned last week that some of that, 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 because I ask you, is it true that they have technology that can on that they can understand when we're born based on when we're born and what time of the year we're born, that they can know when we'll reach our peak position where we would be able, they would be able to use our talents, gifts, and abilities for the system. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned yes. And that it was actually, that's a lot of that stuff's biblical, correct? Yeah, correct. So it's yeah. not so, it's not so um, far-fetched as, as, as some might think or myth or mythological, I guess I should say. Right. Okay. Next question here is from Katrina. And I'm going to skip the first part because she asked quite a few questions, but I want to get to this part and you can answer it however you want. This is her question. It says, um, regarding their obsession with twins, Jesse is Jesse a twin? And do you have a twin? And do does she have a twin to replace her as the queen mother of darkness in the Luciferian plan? Do all top roles have twins to replace them like Queen Elizabeth? I will say no, I'm not a twin. And no, not all top roles have I would say the majority do not have twins. Okay. Um, Queen Elizabeth was the main one that I'm aware of, um, but none of the mothers had twins. Nobody in our family lines have twins. Um, many of the councilmen do not have twins. So um, really, you know, she's like one of the few. So okay, but that's a good question. Okay. So, um, next question is from Nathan and it says, why do you think your story has not been told to Jim Jordan yet? And I guess we can answer that together because your story has been told because your affidavit has been delivered. So in regards to that, I don't, you don't really even need to answer because they already, we know they already have those things and she's actually, yeah, they have Tim, it. Tim so. Holmseth has been uh, reporting on that for quite some time now, but yeah, they says, just haven't had me do it publicly yet, but they have all that information. Okay, so then I'll just give his second part of the question is, are you pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib, which I know you've asked this before, too, and if, if what could you explain as far as in scripture? Yeah, I definitely am post-trib, but I'm somebody that I believe, you know, definitely be in prayer, um, you know, be ready for any situation. Uh, the tribulations, you know, as you look at that in scripture, um, Really, there's only one verse that they go off of, and that's out of uh, the book of Thessalonians chapter three. And I think it's uh, first, it's either first or second Thessalonians chapter three. But um, in that, it talks about the man of lawlessness and him coming, which they believe is, you know, depicting the Antichrist. And it says that before he comes, that um, basically, you know, the spirit of God will be taken out of the earth. Well, they take that then to mean that, you know, well, if we are Christians and we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, how can we be here um, without the Holy Spirit? And, you know, imply then that there is a rapture that's going to happen from that. Um, you know, when you study the scripture, there is actually far more evidence for post-tribulation that, you know, that at um, Armageddon, uh, that's when Jesus is going to come back riding on his horse and his kingdom comes then in full force. Um, but there's this overlap. It shows us in scripture that, you know, his kingdom has already come, that it's here now, but are we really living in it? Um, or are we subjecting ourselves, you know, denying the kingdom of God and, and, uh, living in a falsehood. So, that's why, you know, just because there's much more scriptural evidence, and I only believe in the one return of Jesus, I don't see enough 
that tells me that there's going to be more than one time. Um, we already see, you know, in the Gospels that when Jesus was crucified, um, there was a period of 40 days, 40 <laughs> nights after his resurrection, where not only he was on earth, um, eating, drinking, fellowshipping with the disciples, teaching them. But it says that also that there were patriarchs that were raised at that time and that they wandered the city testifying um, about the Lord. So, um, you know, that was already a first resurrection. So, you know, I encourage people study on that, look at those things and, you know, glean what the Lord has for you. I, I pray that there is a rapture. I would right. love for that to happen, but I don't believe that we should bank all of our, you know, bucks on that. I think that we need to be prepared um, because if there is no rapture, you know, that means that we are going to be experiencing tribulation. And are we prepared to go through that? You know, if you just say, oh, no, the Lord's coming for me and you never prepare for the tribulation, you know, that is going to be a horrific time for many believers. So I think we need to prepare our hearts for, you know, for that time. Um, okay. That's my best answer on that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good answer. And, and I appreciate that Jesse even says, because some will say, well, she said that blah, blah, blah. she just said that that was based on what she studied and researched in the Bible for herself, that she yeah. that's her opinion. It's not a fact. That, and so she's open for for that if that's not the way that it is. So don't hold her accountable for that. Uh, next question is from Ashley, and it says, are we saying that fall, that the fallen angels that God chained underground are worse than Lucifer? I think that there's a difference in authority. Um, you have Lucifer who uh, was in a place of authority over um, those beings. So, you know, what we see happening in scripture is that, you know, they were chained below the earth as they were cast out. Um, none of those fallen angels have the ability to still access the throne of God, but Lucifer does. So I don't believe it's because he's less evil or more evil. I think it had to do with his position within the kingdom and his direct um, access to communicate with God. And he's still in everything that he wants to do with his army, you know, whether it's the ones below earth or the ones that are on the earth, he still has to get God's permission. So that's the only reason I believe that he is still allowed to wander to and fro. Um, you know, part of his position includes, you know, accusing the brethren day and night. So um, I think that it has to do with God's kingdom and his courts um, and isn't a matter of who's more evil or not. Okay. And there's this, uh, another part here is that says, can we start talking about female vets coming home from war? Do you have any female vets that you directly work with, Jesse? We do. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of good programs out there uh, for female vets. You know, that's probably one of the biggest areas where a lot of ministry is still needed. Um, you know, it's hard to find some of the specialty ministries that minister to female vets. But I know, you know, there's been a lot of Aquarian um, type ministries where they're starting to include horses or animals in that healing process. Um, you know, I just encourage people to keep looking into it. But yes, we do have some that we support. Okay. Also, uh, the last part of that is, are aliens real or are they fallen angels? And who are the, or, and is the Galactic Alliance, which you've talked about many times, are the, who are they and how do they play a part in biblical prophecy if they do it all? Yeah, so read that first question again. Are aliens real or are they fallen angels? Okay. My personal opinion is that they are fallen angels or what we classify as demons. Um you know, my experience with those beings um, in the programs that I was 
privy to as a child through the military. Um, both, I guess I'll say there were many military bases, particularly NORAD and Area 51. Um, in that, you know, from the way I understood things working from my perspective of high level occult learning, you know, how these programs operate and work, were that, you know, they have children that um, really don't, they don't see, they don't hear, they don't feel in the spirit world. They're very physical, they're very tangible. Um, you know, all of their physical senses are very aware, but their spiritual senses are really shut off. So how do you connect those children to spiritual beings, um, you know, for your host armies, if those children don't accept or receive communication or interactions from those spiritual beings? Uh, so part of the way that they solved that problem was with the alien um, connections. And, you know, as they start to um, make those physical, tangible you know, communication lines, that individual opens up the door of access point to the spirits behind that. So, you know, that was my experience. And, you know, I would, I would testify that, you know, I witnessed those beings actually being, you know, demonic spirits. Uh, when I saw them, I could see the spirit there. I did not see them as just another creature or an animal you know, so I definitely saw the demonic spirit behind them. And, you know, their interaction was usually the same, that they would build a physical relationship, connect to an individual, then you would have the possession that would come later from that spirit. Um, as they would, you know, get that person into telecommunications or other forms of communication. Okay, and just the last part of that was, what is the Galactic Alliance and how are they and do they play a part in biblical prophecy? Yes, they do. Um, you know, they're part of what we also call the Global Federation or the Federation Alliance. Um, at the top levels, they're initiates of the flame, part of the priesthood of the fake priesthood of Melchizedek, uh, which is made up of those that are part of um, the Order of the Phoenix or the Order of the Golden Dawn. So, you know, do they play a part? Absolutely. Um, at the core, you have, you know, some of their higher level individuals um, go all the way back to um, those that sometimes they call themselves the majestics. Um, but really, you know, when you change that word up just a bit, you get the magi, M-A-G-I, which were those who would seek out um, the seasons, the times um, through the stars and, uh, you know, we're involved in interpreting, you know, age-old prophecies and um, looking for, you know, the times, the seasons, things that were to come. So. Okay. Yeah. Next question is from Bonnie. And then it says, hello, I always wondered if I heard Jesse Wright when I heard her say that she, that the Lord told her to take her position as the queen mother of darkness. Is that true? And if so, what is, what good could come out of it? Can she explain, does that mean she has to participate? No, I did not have to participate and I do not participate. Um, you know, the Lord sometimes works in mysterious ways and the sole purpose that he told me to do that was all about legalities. Um, you know, up until that point, um, you know, the enemy had a hold on my life through things that had happened with my ancestors, my family that had targeted me and set me aside um, for a position within the enemy's kingdom. And when I took that position, everything was laid at the feet of Jesus. And, um, you know, all authority that I had in that position was put under his headship. And, uh, you know, right now people are seeing, experiencing the things that the Lord is doing through that. Um, that had to happen in order for everybody in the system um, to be removed from the enemy's hands. So, um, you know, and I'm not saying, let me maybe rephrase that. Um, 
you know, the enemy is a technical one where, you know, he believes that if he has your blood, whether willingly or unwillingly, that uh, he owns you. And, you know, that is not true. Um, you know, where I want to go with this is that really we have been redeemed with a great price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So in that process, you know, there's nothing that I did per se that undid anything that the enemy was doing. It, it really was a matter of everything being given to Jesus Christ, who has purchased us with his precious blood, who has redeemed us, and who calls us to come out of that darkness to be a kingdom of priests for his kingdom. So, you know, the power isn't in what I did or didn't do. Um, you know, I'm just one of those that the Lord brought out. And through, you know, my surrendering to him, um, you know, he now is um, working and operating in that in ways that, you know, just add to the beautiful story of what he was doing. So. Awesome. Uh, next question is from Risa. It says, did Nazi Joseph Mangala work out West here in the U S under the name, Dr. Green? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, what can, this is more of a scriptural question. Uh, it says, what can Jesse tell us about the biblical meaning of Jesus's instructions at the last supper where Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body. We know the dark side of the church interpret this as a ritual of blood and flesh sacrifice, both symbolic and literal. Yeah. Um, I do not feel it's literal and, uh, that is proven in scripture in John chapter six, uh, where, you know, that's kind of the first time him and the disciples get into that discussion. And they literally ask him outright, Lord, are you telling us to eat your flesh? And he says, no, this is a symbol. Um, and this is what it represents in the symbology. And we see all throughout scripture, the Lord using a lot of that um, symbology to to give us a better picture of what things mean. And really what, you know, I believe what it goes back to even is it goes back to, you know, the time when Israel was in, in the wilderness. And we see, you know, that's when manna fell from heaven and they had to go out, they had to gather it each day. Um, and it was enough to satisfy. It was everything that they needed. So I think that part of it was that reminder of where they had come from, what they had gone through, and remembering the miracles and the works that God was doing for them, that there were things that, you know, spiritually were being represented physically, and, um, you know, so John 6 is a really good chapter to read on that, and again, you'll see, you know, he means it as a symbol of spiritual things. That's it. And I agree with you. Um, next question is from, Ooh, they didn't even put a name on here, but it says five score and seven years ago. Okay. It says president Trump has been talking a lot lately about Charles Koch and the club for no for growth. And then he said, it says, AKA the club for no growth, which is what president Trump always says. And he does not have good things to say about them. They seem to be plotting against him by attempting to replace him with DeSantis. Charles Koch is also behind the Council for National Policy, which, from what I've heard, is like a conservative counterpart to the Council on Foreign Relations. I noticed that many influencers with the Patriot, within the Patriot movement are members of this secretive group. So I would like to know, what is the relationship between the Koch brothers, the Club for Growth, the Council for National Policy, and the light side of the system? Jesse, do you have any info on any of that? I... I I think that's a really great question. And I think just the very end of that, you know, what are the relations? And I think that the biggest question you need to ask is what is their connection to the light side of the system? So I think that's what we'll just leave that there with that. And, and for what it's worth, you know, you can see this whole thing. I really believe Ron DeSantis really just shot himself in the foot when he attached himself to the bushes 
and he's attached himself. Now George Soros is promoting him. And so, you know, you can see big, all the big money's going behind him. Why? Because they want to do anything they can to keep president Trump out of the, of the, you know, from being president. And it's, it's obvious. And I do believe Ron DeSantis, I mean, just my personal opinion, not Jesse's personal opinion. I'm not speaking for her, but I believe Ron DeSantis is somebody who's been in there for quite some time. If you go take out, take a look at some of the background information on him, he went to Yale, he went to Harvard, he went to Yale, then he was in the military, military industrial complex. Then he was also one of the attorneys down in Gitmo, supposedly in charge of overseeing torture of, you know, the 9-11 terrorists. And so keep keep your eyes peeled and that and just pray about it and you know pray god reveals truth and i really believe that the but, truth is yeah i mean it. let's think of the reality of this situation there's only two possibilities you know we know that soros and some of these people that are throwing money at him are nazis correct you know let's say that again they are not u.s citizens they are nazis why are we even allowing a nazi to financially back um someone who's running for the u.s presidency um, secondly, Nazis only work two ways. One, they only promote those that are in good standing members of their organization, mm -hmm. uh, the Luciferian Brotherhood. So that means either DeSantis is a good standing member of the Brotherhood organization, or, you know, it means that they just really don't want Trump to run. So they're going to pick the best person that they can support to run against him. But if that's the situation, knowing that they're Nazis, why in God's green earth would DeSantis receive their support? I mean, you know, does he want the presidency that badly? I don't know. So the other thing we look at is, you know, what we call humanitarian efforts. Uh, what is he focusing on? You know, we see a lot of things that where he's still promoting that is going to cause bondage to people, not freedom. So, you know, I guess I really question his faith. I question where he stands with the Lord um, as things are coming out. And, um, you know, again, we're going back to an age old system, uh, the Luciferian Brotherhood and you know, what are his connections with it? Let's bring it out. I think, you know, people should have to be forward about that, about all the little secret clubs that they're a part of. And, uh, well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious in my opinion, it's blatantly obvious at this point, you know, I saw this coming for a while now, even before that he even started this, you know, I could see back in 2018, I guess it was when he first became governor in Florida. And I could see that, man, this is going to be the guy they're going to try to promote after Donald Trump. I mean, it was just so obvious because he stood up to people. It was like, he, here's another guy that's standing up to the media, standing up to seemingly, you know, seemingly he was standing up to them. And then I began to hear President Trump. And I want to bring this out too. And forgive me, God, if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am, would say a, many of the rallies that he did in Florida, he'd say, Ron, Ron, oh, he's, the, he's a great governor, but his wife, I tell him all the time, his wife, she's so much... She's so much brighter than he is. And so I started putting things together based on stuff I've heard from Jesse and others that, you know, there is a light side of the system and there are healing hands and there are white witches out there. And so I, I could be wrong in that situation, but I don't know. It seems, it seems pretty, pretty, uh, you know, obvious. Yeah, to there me. could be, you know, the, the Kabad actually like to shine pretty bright. So there might be much, much more to that story. That's true. Yeah, that that is true. Um, yep. Bring it so we'll, forward, I think. That's right. you know? <laughs> so that's where we'll leave that for, for today. Um, Jesse, this is a question that I've gotten, and I know you've done a show with Jeff about this and maybe on others. I, I can't remember. We talked a teeny bit about it last week, but um, I got about 400 questions for the same with the same or 400 emails with the same question. They want to know, what do you know about Earth being flat? earth being round are we in rotation like we've been taught or is it just suspended in a spacer and they want to know about the four corners of the earth um, i'm just throwing all these because i'm trying to think about all the different questions that kind of add yeah. up to the same question what do you know based on the system or 
by personal experience um, about Earth? Definitely. Um, the best way I can describe my experience of it was if you think of a globe, um, within that globe, there is layers and those layers go in different directions. Um, each of those layers is a dimension. Um, you know, it's easiest to describe it kind of like a 5D chessboard, but you're not, you, you got to get past the one dimensional thinking because it's not one dimensional. You know, when you're in that, you, it, it is spherical. Um, you know, there's no other way to look at it than that it's spherical. And where you get the corners of the earth is where do all of those points, you know, there's four spots where all of those uh, rings connect. Um, so those are what the Lord calls the four corners of the earth. Um, you know, so that's the best way I can describe it. Okay. Yeah. Um, someone else asked, uh, you had posted a couple, gosh, I can't remember when this was, but it was about a week or two, maybe since our last show. No, I guess it, so it was in the last week you posted, um, on time space evolution and multidimensional reality on, you know, it was a picture that you had posted on right. your Twitter page. Your, yeah. That's the, a great picture to refer to for the last question Okay, uh, to get a good idea of the you know, what we're speaking of with the spherical multidimensionalism of the earth. Okay. And, and the other question that went along kind of with that too, is could you explain the different realms of earth and what they are like? And if you've ever been there, I know you mentioned that you had been out in some of those, could you explain a little bit of that? Yeah, I have been, but I'm not going to get into details with those. Um, you know, I guess I just, I'm not going to do that. That's, um, information okay that's so, fine totally yeah. that's totally fine um let's see this is another is the earth round question um <laughs> i believe it is round okay yet you do have a flat each realm has its own flat surface where you know you can walk in those realms so <laughs> so here's a here's a fun question for you um I know I think this was on one of Tim Holmseth's articles before I remember, uh, but it's from Peter and it says, is King Kong real? In my experience, yes, he is. Wow. Is and this there's generational Kong. So, you know, there was an original that they called Kong and then now um, each generation they have a King Kong after that one passes. So, Wow. And is this something that they're able to create via DNA manipulation, or is this some kind of an off-world being? Um, that's a great question. I do believe that there's things that they do to genetically modify um, that creature. Uh, but at the same time, yes, he is able to, um, I guess I'd classify him as a spiritual warrior, where he is able to go into the spirit world, um, you know, and do things. So, wow, that's crazy. Okay. So, um, another question here is, uh, from Sharon. It says, what is your favorite characteristic about God? And what's been the latest thing about himself that he showed, he's shown you that's been hitting you deeply. Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, there's so much that he shows me um, that hits me deeply. And um, I get so many good conversations with the Lord. Um, lately, it's been in still kind of in the lines of that he prepares for us and realizing, you know, that every day uh, that he's prepared good works for us to do. And we have an option. We can get up in the morning. We can go about our day um, making our plans and, and doing what we feel he's called us to do. Or we can get up and say, okay, Lord, what's your plan for me today? And, you know, realizing that in everything, there's not any detail that he leaves out. And so many times each day 
prepares for the works to come. So I've been realizing that, you know, on those days where I just, you know, maybe it's I just don't think about it or, you know, I get tackled with uh, unexpected stuff right off the bat, um, you know, that that in that the enemy tries to distract, the enemy tries to um, keep me from getting certain things done that prepare for the days to come. Um, yet God is so good in his mercies that um, he always makes a way. So awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, great... just that preparing for us is something that is just so beautiful. You know? And I'd like to answer that question too, because I, something that, you know, the God, that the Holy Spirit's been speaking to me lately of, and I've really been, I mean, I just, it's been something that I just been chewing over and over and over again. And one of the greatest men that I've ever met in my entire life that I connected with lately. And uh, I was talking to him recently and he said to me, humility, 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 like about 20 times humility. <laughs> and you know, with all that's been going on with what we see in the body of Christ, you know, as, in regards to revival and people, <laughs> you know, how starving people seem to be. And, you know, we're willing to be blinded to some things that the enemy, because there is going to be forms of godliness. We know that that is coming. Yeah. Um, and so we got to guard our hearts because also it's also important to guard. But if we become as Christ did and bowed before his disciples and washed their feet. I mean, this was one of the most humiliating things. I mean, this is something that servants did. And, you know, this wasn't something that the son of God, Jesus, the son of God did. And, but, but if we become and just really realize that humility is the most important aspect in this, in, in our life. And I really believe if people really want to see revival break out, I believe at that point, that's when God comes in is able to work through us to help others. Yeah. And in regards to the same thing about revival, if you look at the way Jesus ministered to people, he did preach in mass at times, but it wasn't so much because he called all these people in. He was trying to get them to gather in. It's because they followed him based on his teachings. But any time that he actually ministered to somebody, it was one-on-one. -on -one. And so I just wanted people to really, you know, dwell on that for a little while in regards to And, and there's a, you know, there's always a give and a take in that receiving you know, do we take the time to allow him to minister to, That's exactly to us right. and to our needs? And, you know, what if you wake up and the Lord says, you know, hey, Casey, like today I need to wash your feet. That's right. You know, are you going to sit there and, and let him wash your feet? That's right. You know, and, and you're exactly right, because in, in not being able to receive that is a level of pride. So that's one right. of the things I mean, that's that is also a, a, a level of humble. So another question, Jesse, that that I have been asked over and over again. Um, there's a lot of emails in regards to this is it's in regards to the, the third temple. Can you say where the third temple actually the exact place that it is? Um, I think you have already, but maybe you haven't, I don't remember. Um, and who is the rabbi that funded the completion for the top of, of the temple that is currently underground? If you can't say, they say on here, you know, we understand. Um, do you know if this is the temple that will be used by the antichrist? Uh, or is this a highly likely possibility based on your opinion? Um, are yeah, there I'll, I'll say it is. Okay. I believe it is a highly likely po possibility. I believe it will be. And can you say um, where exactly that is or no? It, it's not um, where the Dome of the Rock is. Okay. So it's not where the, where the second temple previously was. Right. Okay. I don't believe it's there. Um, let's see here. Um, okay. They want to know, this is from Brianne and it says, I would love if Jesse could share more about the light side of the system. And if she could give any names that people may know for reference. Also, I have been dying to know if Justin Bieber and Haley are a part of the system, especially with his many claims of Christianity and hanging with large platform evangelical pastors. Um, love your show. Thanks for all you do. Can you answer I any of those? I believe they are. And I believe, you know, he is hanging with light side of the system members. So. And that's exactly right. And I will go into fact, fact, factual that I know for a fact that many of these guys are not who they say they are. And they were brought up in the system, placed in places of leadership. And I am telling people, I've been saying this for so long, the mega church movement. I mean, I'm sorry to yeah, say it this way. It's not good movement. It's not, it's not at all. And it was born out of it. You know, I have somebody that I followed for a long time that was kind of like, 
that I know personally, and he's a great man. And he's always preached this message about the four C's and it's don't compare, don't compete, don't complain and don't compromise. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that, every single one of those is broken in that mega church movement because it's all about numbers. So we're comparing and competing at the same time. And then you get these big, big buildings that you have and they got to make payments on these buildings. So what do they do? They begin to compromise by not sharing completely the word of God or talking about politics in church, because what happens your people leave and then guess what they lose their money and then complaining i mean that's all that's all it is is complaining about this and that so you see you see right there it is not born out of purity of heart i will tell you that i mean mm-hmm. and the fact that and, and i hate to say this but you know i was just seeing something today you know i saw on kathy fox does a great thing on many of these guys and you should go follow her on um twitter because she puts she points out factual evidence and one of them was, you know, Joel Osteen and his wife were at a Lady Gaga event. And it's like, you know, what's going on here, you know, and as well as him having Kanye West at his church and doing this video with him and they're walking on water in this video. And it, 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 it's, you got to just piece things together, people, yeah. in a nice way. <laughs> Those are system people, you know, Gaga was involved with April Vomit, who, you know, is involved in spirit cooking. That's exactly right. And as well as if you go look at her behind, there's a very famous picture of her with President Obama, President Bush Sr., President yeah. Bush Jr., uh, Bill Clinton, and Jimmy Carter, all right there together. Yeah. So there's a lot out there. Um, let's see here. Many Christians are having, um, this is from Stefan. It says, many Christians are having end-time dreams regarding mega tsunamis, asteroids, rapture, are any are there any hits these make regarding your own experience and seeing into the future or are those you are with in project looking glass i'll just say yes okay and in regards to that just as me adding to um or is any of that a lot or is some of that them fear-mongering us to get us afraid for these things so that they can do other ulterior motives in in regards to that Um, I do believe that they use a lot of that to control through fear. Um, But we have, you know, the Lord has been very clear about the end time things and, you know, what's going to happen. And if we, you know, that's why I encourage people be in your Bibles, be reading, you know, what scripture says about those times in those days. And we serve a God who's merciful. And we know that as those times increase, which is what some of those in the projects have seen. They've seen, you know, the increase up to those last days. Um, You know, so with that, you know, there's nothing that we can do to stop the hand of God. Yet, you know, are all of us meant to experience that wrath and that judgment of God? No. You know, some of us are going to be placed in those times to be witnesses in the last days. But, you know, with that, it means that we might have to endure, you know, which is why we say, you know, be ready for those tribulation times. Um, you know, yet some of us will be showing great mercy, um, which may come in, you know, the least expected ways. So, right. yeah. and even, even in regards to biblically speaking, you know, Jesus said in Matthew six, he said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, but consider the lilies of the field and consider the birds of right. the air. Do they wonder what they're going to, so we have to get to the place where you really got to trust God. I mean, faith pleases God and you really, the way you build your faith up is what hearing and hearing the word over and over and over again. I can't say it enough. Get in the word of God, allow his promises to, you know, get into your spirit, man. And then when you get into these situations, you you won't be afraid of what's to come. And he commands us not to be afraid in Joshua 1, 9. That's exactly right. Because he's with us and he says, precious you know, in his sight is the death of the saints. So, you know, if he cares that much, if our death is precious to him, you know, those last moments um, in our, you know, right now our bodies, we have this physical and then this spiritual separation in a way. Yet what is his final goal is to transform that um, into a resurrected body, you know, just as Jesus has. So, um, you know, we will receive our eternal bodies and hoping in that, you know, putting our hope, knowing that this is not the end, um, that death is not the fullness of what we've been 
made to fear, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. So just a couple more questions here and then we're going to stop today. But one of the big questions that I've also gotten many emails about is we talked a little bit about it last week. Can you give us any information on Antarctica? And people are asking, is that in regards to the South pole or the North pole? Um, and what goes on there? I know you touched a teeny bit on it uh, for whatever you can say. I know maybe you can't talk too much about it, but can you give them information on anything that you can say about it? Yeah. As to actual location, um, you're talking both South and North poles. Um, there's access to both through that and that, but that spiritual gate, which I refer to is just referred to one. Um, like you don't, say south and north right it's a singular location um you know which gets fun when you're trying to describe how do you have a singular location that's up and down um (laughs) i don't need to explain the physics or the science behind that but Mm -hmm. i'll just say all things are plausible um the dumb is under you know under the ground under the earth there are there, you know, connections at both places. Absolutely. So, um, you know, as you're talking about Antarctica, you also have the Northern Pole as well. Um, Leviathan uses both. The waters connect through both. Um, And his main cavern there, you know, is in what we classify Antarctica. Um, But I'll maybe put it this way, there are two locations that share the same name and interconnect with Alaska. So I wasn't trying to cause confusion in that. No, no, you didn't. Um, But, you know, when they were attacking, like during the Super Bowl, there were things that were, they were trying to open with that spiritual gate. And uh, there were some, I'll just call them titans or legends that they were trying to uh, bring out in that area and that was that would have been a northern attack um, into the Can- Canada area there um, that they were plotting and you know you can go back and there's a lot of uh, military information about uh, the northern part of that base in Greenland um, and the waterways up there uh, there's a lot of world events that have happened around those areas and some of that is kind of to guise or to uh, seclude people from looking at the southern part of of those connections. Um, you know, they really, the whole ice thing, you know, is really they just want to keep people out of those areas where they've got stuff going on. Um, but you have, you know, underground cities under those areas. I would propose that you know, Atlantis is connected to those things. So. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, another question here is what is the, the significance? This is from crystal. What is the significance of spaceship earth, which is the Epcot ball in Disney world in connection with the antichrist? Is there any, or do you know of that? Well, there's several of those little spaceship earths <laughs> around <laughs> or the globes with sparkles. Um, I I would not, you know, I guess I can't rule it out, but I would not say that's a symbology um, that I typically saw in connection with the Antichrist, other than, you know, as you, as we get further into things that we're going to see that globe, that sphere thing kind of emphasize more. And, you know, what they really want to show in that is they want people to believe the Antichrist is God and, you know, who holds the world in his hands, Mm -hmm. you know, people believe it's God. So I think that that's going to be some of the interconnection is, is that push to um, make people believe that this individual has full control of the earth, the world, not just what's here on earth physically, but the planetaries, the galaxies, the universe. Um, We're going to see that shift Um, as the Antichrist comes in from things being, um, you know, just with the earth to the universal theme. So um, I believe that that's part of the preparing people for those topics and those themes. Okay. And this is going to be our last question for today. Um, 
it's a two-part question. First question is, you know, we've heard a lot about white hats and black hats, and we've heard a lot going on with that. My, I guess the first part of the question, this is from Tricia, uh, is are white hats in control? I believe so. And is that um, a good thing? <laughs> that That's the question. I think you've got <laughs> a lot of light side members in mixed among them. So, you know, again, they're going to be pushing for that universal shift versus um, a shift towards God and the body of Christ as the bride of Christ preparing itself for the Lord. So, um, you know, it's all the more important to be in our word, uh, to know the word of God, to be standing firm in it, because, you know, really not everybody has our best interest at heart. So. And th yes, that is true. And that goes back to the forms of godliness. And the second part of that question is, do you think that the white hats will be able to manage the giants before they have a chance to follow through with their plan? I would propose that I believe the white hats are working with giants. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I do have a lot more emails, but I know that we've been going here for a while. So. Jesse, I just want to say again, I, I'm so appreciative of you and I'm so grateful that you come on the, uh, my program. It means a lot to me. I pray for you every day and I encourage everybody to continue to pray for Jesse, that a hedge of protection yeah. is around her and her family and all that she does, regardless of what anybody says. And uh, with that, Jesse, would you close, uh, close us today with a prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that, that by your beautiful hands, you created each of us, you knit us together in our mother's wombs, and you call us to a purpose, a destiny, a place. Lord, you prepared good works in advance for us to do for your kingdom. And Lord, I couldn't ask for um, anything else other than just to be able to be with you all the days of my life. And I know so many here feel that, Lord. We want to know you more. We want to know you tangibly. We want to hear your voice. We want to uh, rule and reign with you. So I just pray that blessing over each one here today, that you would draw closer. Um, maybe it's been years since they've heard your voice. Lord, I ask that you would speak, speak to their hearts, um, draw us closer to you through your word, and um, I'm looking forward to the miracles, the things that we're going to see as we begin to really live with you um, and understand things from your point of view. We thank you. We praise you. Again, thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. And we just bless you. And in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen, Jesse. And again, thank you so much for being on. And remember, everybody, the best is yet to come. God bless you guys. Have a great day.